Welcome to the For the Throne Dynasty Podcast. Starring your defending champion, Randy of House Santarelli, Ryan of House Palmer, Logan of House Meyer, Tyler of House Para, Danny of House Sladke, Jake of House Hollyfield, Andy of House Pollock, Michael of House Sladke, Justin of House St. Peter, Steve of House Ellinger, Garrett of House Sturkin, and Will of House Larson. Welcome in to the Fourth Throne Dynasty Podcast. On this episode, we are going to be breaking down week 10. We're going to be previewing week 11. We have three weeks left to go. We have an outstanding football game tonight, Cardinals, Seahawks. So we're going to hopefully get through this and then go watch that game. So let's start with our opening segment. Uh, wow, that was that was a really long fall. <laughs> I fell through the moon door this week, and so did your brother. Yep. I tried the Jenny method once again. However, this time it failed me. I am now four in one with the Jenny Trevor, method. Trevor tried using it for the first time. Didn't work for him either. Maybe the magic is gone. So... The Gulag League is now down to its final 12. Regular standard league now. Um, there are some teams that sl- slid through all the way to this point, but they have a lot of money left. I think there's one team that has $420 left, but his team still looks really, really good. This is the exact same team that started coming out of the draft with no quarterback and no defense. Survive in advance, baby. That's all you need to do. So, uh, I think I read off, or I sent a text of the uh, the draft spots that are still alive in the Gulag, and they're as follows. Number 1, number 6, number 8, 13, 15, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 25, 26. 18 through 22 is a, a lucky spot. Yeah, I was going to say, so a little bit past the middle seems to be like a good spot to be. The end, 27 through 32 is out, but obviously anybody with luck can survive the gulag. So let's talk about some waivers that just went through yesterday and then even one today starting with Andy picked up Devonte Adams $162 pretty good value um, she has some money to spend Jay Bolster picked up Tyreek Hill for $160 uh, we had Drew pick up Cooper Cup for $60 Man, those first two receivers are like both top five receivers for $160 at, I mean at this point but still that's a, that's a great bargain Yeah, I was... so we'll see if Adams plays this week because it's questionable right now yep I just saw that um, I was actually shocked that 
Drew did not pick anybody up because he has around $450. He could have easily outbid both those people on both those players. Um, yeah. So, like... Now, it's almost bad that he has this much money left because he doesn't need... I don't think he's going to need it. Yeah, so, I mean, like, looking at his wide receivers right now, he's got Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup. Like, he could have honestly gotten both of those guys. And they'd be both substantially better than Cooks and Cup. The fact that Brandon Cooks is his running back or wide receiver one is quite concerning. And then if I look at the rest of his team depth wise, it's not anything special. Like Robert Tunyon is a starting tight end. At this point, he has so much money. I don't see how he wasn't able to, you know, upgrade the position. Yeah, that, that's that, that's interesting. But I mean, to each their own strategy. We'll see how that works for him. So Kayla picked up Will Fuller for fifty-seven dollars. Uh, there was a tie for Patrick Mahomes, $50. And Drew has Justin Herbert, who, by the way, is playing the Jets this week. And he still found it necessary to get Mahomes. Uh, yeah, probably Mahomes is a better fantasy player than Herbert, but by that much? I don't know about that. Um, I think he could have, if he really, really wanted Mahomes, he could have probably waited until he may have would have dropped out. But even, like... Or if you would have dropped from a different team, but like with Herbert, you're getting the similar situation. He's probably looking for a more safe option at the top with the quarterback with Mahomes. Mahomes is incredible. He's a phenomenal fantasy player as well. But Herbert's not as far off as what you're saying. Um, I mean, if it gets him a couple, like four or five points, that might be all he needs though to, to get through the week. So Charlie actually ended up losing the tiebreaker for him. Anyway, speaking of Charlie, he picked up Duke Johnson for $22. D Slag, he picked up Salvin Ahmed for $11. He was the only one to pick them up. He said that we need to remember that name in For the Throne. Uh, we won't remember the name when Miles Gaskin comes back. But then I know I mentioned that Justin Herbert got draft dropped by Drew. He was picked up today for $5 by John C. Um, so that is it for the Gulag waivers. Anything of note? Um, we talked about the ones that are of note. Um, it, it, it should be interesting now. It's like a normal league. Um, the rosters are a lot looking a lot better. I just saw that the lowest score looks like it's supposed to be 112 projected. Mm -hmm. It's like a normal league at this point. Yeah. So we'll see. We're going to be down to our top 10 um, next week for the Gulag. Let's move on to something relevant to our league, the cookies. Okay, so looking at our weekly cookies for this week, same exact process applies here. Go through all of the quarterbacks, running backs, every position. Starting with quarterback, Kyler Murray, who uh, had a outstanding kind of fantasy boost to end the game. Um, that's quite the turn of events, but you get the cookie with Kyler Murray with 31.9 points. Yeah, he only beat out Josh Allen by .5, and that, that boost at the end definitely made that happen. Um, then at running back, we have Josh Jacobs for Sturk with 29.6. Uh, incredible game by him and Devontae Booker. They just ran all over uh, the Broncos' defense. And then, but the top score at running back was Alvin Kamara, 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 
Uh, 34.8 uh, by Ryan. Uh, I think that's like four or five weeks in a row for Kamara. Kamara. Speaking of Devontae Booker, do you have a guess of how many carries he had last week? Eight? 16. Damn. He had 16 carries, but he was only on the field for 35% of the snaps. That's nuts. That's a huge usage rate, but I think they were just probably protecting Jacobs after the big um, point total. Moving on to wide receivers. So we had um, we had Kyler Murray's counterpart, DeAndre Hopkins, 26.7. Big boost of that came in the form of like a 13-point play to end the game. The massive Hail Mary literally outjumped three dudes. That was such an amazing play. Like, holy shit. And then we had Stefan Diggs for Danny, who <laughs> thought he had the walk-off touchdown. He literally ran up and down the sidelines saying, that's why you pay me. Well, he didn't get the game-winning touchdown. Anyways, Danny gets him with 20, 25.3 points. At tight end, we had a tie. Uh, Jake had 13.1 with Mark Andrews, and Lefty had 13.1 with Rob Gronkowski. I remember I texted you this morning about this, like, what should we do with this? Uh, And I read you the stats, and you said touchdowns reign supreme. Uh, I agree. I just wanted to make sure we were on the same page. So we give the cookie to Rob Gronkowski and Lefty with 13.1. Moving on then to the flex. Unfortunately, this first guy's probably not playing this week. DeAndre Swift to Andy, 25.9 points. He's got a pretty bad concussion, it sounds like. And then also our second cookie for the flex goes to Deontay Johnson. He's back, 23.6 points. I had no idea about DeAndre Swift's concussion. Um, then we go to our second tie of the week where it's the kicker spot. Uh, Zane Gonzalez for Ryan had 16. Matt Prater for Danny had 16. We gave Prater the edge because he had multiple 50-yarders, including the walk-off game winner. Prater with the cookie. Then for defensive line, we had Jason Pierre-Paul to lefty with 10.5 points. At linebacker, we have Roquan Smith, a Bella Dangerous man. Uh, with 14 to Danny with a great Monday night performance. And then we have defensive back Jamal Adams to Jake, 15.5 points. And to round out the defensive spot in the flex, we have Zach Cunningham to Andy with 11 and a half. So in total, it looks like our sleeper count for this week was 278.4. Um... <laughs> The worst by far, so far. Um, 30 points lower than our week five total. It was a, it was a rough week for fantasy. Mm-hmm. And I projected that. I could kind of see that because just by the amount of like highlights and stuff like that you're seeing, I'm like, there's no way that we're going to be scoring a lot of points in any fantasy capacity. And it seemed that was pretty universal. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened. It just there was a couple games that were inf- heavily impacted by weather, but at the same time, like it, it was just a rough week overall for the top guys. It was a lot of 
people that aren't really rosters that ended up scoring points yeah. or were not expected to be um, startable. So looking at the team totals, at first place we have Johnny Sins never quits with 15.5. Then tied for second we have Outdoor Furnishings and Fresh Prince of Hilaire with 14. Tied for fourth we have Lamar and Friends and Kyler's Click. Sixth place we have Team Amelia Clark fan with 11.5. Seventh, The Hearst Locker with 11. Tied for eighth, Kebert Zila with 10 and Team Backflip. Um... I say tied for 10, that'd be tied for 9th. Um, wait, no. Tied for 8th, yes, tied for 8th was Keybird Zila and Team Backflip with 10. Uh, a teacher, guys. Yeah. Uh, King Henry's Kingdom in 10th place with 8. Mrs. Burrow in 11th with 7. Spaceballs, the FFT, in last with 5. I would like an official ruling from Will on how to pronounce his team name and what it means. Yeah, I've never heard of that in my life. Okay, so looking at quarterbacks, at the first place we have Patrick Mahomes with three, and then a two-way tie for second with Wilson and Kyler with two. Running backs at first we have Kamara. There's commi- a reason we want to watch this game tonight, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Running backs. First place, Alvin Kamara with five, Dalvin with three, then we have a four-way tie with two, James Robinson, Christian McCaffrey, Josh Jacobs, DeAndre Swift. Wide receivers, first place, Devontae Adams. Tied for second, Adam Thielen and DeAndre Hopkins. I love those guys. Uh, tied for f- yeah, tied for fourth with two, we got Calvin Ridley, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Deontay Johnson. Tight ends. Travis Kelsey at the top with three. Love that guy. Hmm. Tied for second, we have George Kittle, Darren Waller with two. Kickers, first place, Young Hoku, Young Waiku with three. Matt Prater has two. Defensive line, Miles Garrett with three. Aaron Donald with two. Linebackers, looks like someone forgot to sort. We have first place, Ty, Bobby Wagner, Jion Brown, Darius Leonard, Zach Cunningham. And then for defensive backs, of course, at the top, we have Buda Baker, and then we have Harrison Smith. We're going to come back and talk about waivers as well as the NFL Week 10. Everybody has to have an alter ego, right? And, and I've been thinking about what my alter ego would be, and I, I, I think I have an alter ego. His name, his name's Mr. 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 Unlimited. Yeah, you gotta be unlimited. You know, you gotta have a thought process of being unlimited. So when people ask you, you know, what you're thinking about or what you wanna do in life or where you wanna go, you gotta be unlimited. Tell them I'm unlimited. You know what I mean? So when they ask you certain questions like, Who brings you motivation, Russell? Mr. Unlimited. Unlimited. One, two, three, four. Today, we have something to celebrate. 
the man known as Chase Claypool has officially entered the league. Get those fours up. Get those fours up. Chase Claypool time. It's season time. Sweet, sweet, sweet victory. Yeah. Beautiful. We live for this moment. One of the most inept decisions in fantasy football history has officially been wiped out of our memory. So shout out to Andy, she finally pulled Chase Claypool off her taxi squad after years of wanting it to happen. Uh I think it eventually Literal got in there. Years. Yeah, literally years. <clears throat> so we had to celebrate that moment. There's really no other things to say about it. Let's talk about some waivers. So, first move happened with Sterk. He put $15 on Rashad Perriman. I'll be honest, I wanted to put a bid in for Perriman, but I didn't know who I should drop. Because I saw he was available. I was like, wait, what the hell? And he was the only one that put a bid in for him. I had no clue how that happened. Yeah, I was kind of shocked at that, too. I looked at him, I'm like, I'm okay with the receivers I have. So that's, that's a solid pick. Yeah, that's another thing for me. It's like... All these people that are on waivers that I'm really interested by, I don't want to pick up another wide receiver and have like 30 on my team. So, mm-hmm. although Sterk now I think continues to have the most. Yeah. We'll so Danny picked up Anthony Ferkser. Uh, we were debating on trading. He wanted John, or I wanted uh, Noah Fant from him in my Milwaukee league, and he I was gonna send him straight up Fant for Jonu Smith, and he's like, wait, wait a second. Who's this Anthony Ferkser guy? I see that he's been really dipping into his targets. Uh, but anyways, he ended up making the trade. But it looks like he picked up Anthony Ferkser for $8 at tight end to give him some insurance just behind Fant in Dynasty. Oh boy, how the hell do you pronounce this name? Yeah, it is. I've heard that before. So Jake picks him up for five bucks. There was four bids for him, so he was a hot commodity. I know I put a bid in for him for like zero dollars, I believe. Uh, yeah, I don't remember the other teams that were in in on him. But I just thought it was crazy that four bids were in on him. I think all of them were for zero dollars, or I think one of them might have been for one. Sure. But congrats, Cascade. There. Little Slads picks up Joe Flacco for five bucks. The stud. I mean, okay, like. You're really gonna start Joe Flacco one of these weeks? Um, I mean, I I just kind of like at this point when you pick up a backup QB who's gonna play, even if he plays for the Jets the rest of the year, are you really gonna start him? Yeah. That I I don't know. I just for me that seems silly. But if you get him for free, fine. I guess I can say the same thing about myself when I picked up Alex Smith for eight bucks. Looking back on it, he's awesome. I love him. But, like, I'm not going to play him over Kyler. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. What other moves you got? Uh, Daniel Sorensen went to you uh, for $0, but there were two bids on him, so you win the tiebreaker. 
uh, I think he was coming off a two or like one interception, <clears throat> a really good game. No, he was on bye. Yep. So, game before that, he had a really good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, all the rest of these guys are for zero dollars. I just figured we'd put them in there because these are the only transactions that anybody's making anymore. Now, the trade deadline is over. Um, Darren Feld went to Andy for zero bucks. I think he was on your team in flex for one week. Akins. Uh, what? I had Akins. Akins, okay. Uh, AJ Klein goes to Will for zero dollars. Alex Collins goes to lefty for zero dollars, who then drops him not that long afterwards. <laughs> um, after uh, saying that he was a startable running back in fantasy. Yeah, where did that come from? I, I don't know, but I, I so startable that he's on waivers again. Uh, <laughs> Randy picked up Jared Siddham again. I mean, sure. Backup Q. I mean, it's free, so whatever. If you want to fill up your roster. I guess he had all those kickers on his roster when he was trying to get uh, Jake last week. <laughs> uh, you picked up Romeo Okwara for nothing. Uh, I don't know. Why'd you want him? He just started this week. Blake Martinez, I'm by. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Leonard Floyd went to lefty. Mecca Kaiser goes to Will. Randy picks up Justin Houston, then drops Justin Houston for Keanu Neal, all for free. <laughs> Uh, Willie Sneed picked up Lefty, or sorry, Lefty picked up Willie Sneed, uh, then Willie Sneed, why do I keep thinking that Willie Sneed is picking up people? Um, no, Lefty. <laughs> wow, Willie Sneed's in our league? That's awesome. I guess so, yeah. Lefty picked up Cam Sims. Uh, again, tonight, Will picked up PJ Walker. I guess it's for free, so whatever. Uh, but at the same time, I don't think he's starting PJ Walker over... Tom Brady this week, but, I mean, um, and then the, the one that was really interesting is that Andy drops um, Isaiah Simmons, I think it was for Claypool, um, to bring out, brought up to the taxi squad, Will goes and picks him up, Isaiah Simmons was a uh, third round pick, a number five overall, like, I, we still think he's going to be a pretty good player, I'm, I'm a little shocked that Andy dropped him. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird to me, too. I don't know necessarily why that would be. I mean, I know he's not doing much on the field, and he's actually not playing much at all or, like, making an impact. But also, he's a rookie. So they probably just want to kind of mold him in to see what position he should be, like, on a regular basis. And when you're picked in the top ten and you're not playing too much, I think it means, like, next year is going to be his year, in in my mind. Yeah. I think – that was a good pickup by Will because it cost him absolutely No, you make a good point about him being a top 10 pick. I'm kind of curious. Like Derek Brown, I know he was drafted to be a run starter. So I just pulled him up because I know I had him at one point just like for an off-season stash. So he's been averaging around like 42 snaps a game for defense. But his best fantasy performance is four and a half points. Again, defensive linemen, they don't score much at all. To be honest, I think defensive linemen, some of them, score less than some cornerbacks with our current scoring. So, I mean, I hope I hope that we, we please, league, please allow us to increase the scoring for IDPs because otherwise they're just completely pointless. I agree. Um, it, it really takes a lot. Like, we were talking about Roquan Smith having a great game on Monday night. Yeah. At 14 points in this league, even in my other dynasty league um, that I'm in, 
Roquan Smith had 20 points for my squad. And see, that's the what that's like what you should be good in because he had an outstanding game. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that our scoring necessarily reflects that. That's like a like a wide receiver two category. You know what I mean? Like we the fact that we start four, I think that we should have more points given to these players. One for trade purposes, two just to reflect their value. And like mm-hmm. think about it, like when when a, a defensive player scores a touchdown. I would argue that it's more impressive than an offensive touchdown because that's not their job. And, you know, it's much much more, uh, I guess we could call it luck-based, but also skill-based. They should be rewarded that way. So uh, I have some ideas. I just need it to actually pass for this to happen. So we'll see what happens in the offseason. Yeah, I'm excited for more points scoring. There's a reason that I went and traded uh, Quan Alexander in two-fourths. Um, for Devin Bush, I'm excited for him to come back and go back right where he was. Um, I didn't really need him, but I thought if next year we get more scoring, it's worth it. Sure. Um, and I, I mean, I also picked up on my the original draft. I also picked IDPs pretty high. Um, maybe not the most smartest move at the time, but it might it might pay off next year. Yeah. Okay. So we had two mailbag questions before we get into the NFL review. Um, first question comes in. It asks, do you believe that there will be an under 500 team in the playoffs this year? So I'll let you answer the question first. So if we look at the playoff standings right now, um, Jake is 8-2, and two, Stirk is 7-3, and three, Randy's 6-4, and four, Danny's 6-4, and four, you're 6-4, and four, Ryan's 5-5. Five and five. Those are the playoff teams. And then Spaceballs, Lefty are five and five. I'm four and six, and Little Slide is four and six. I think I probably dug myself too deep of a hole, so I don't think any of the four and six teams are getting in there unless something crazy happens, which it might. Um, but then we're just looking at it, and we're it would pretty much have to be like a six and seven team to get in. Sure. I, I'm not going into all the details and statistics. I think it's <clears throat> probably not likely. Okay, so let's take a look at because I completely agree. No offense, but I don't think you or Little Slads is going to be getting in just because you probably would have to win your next three. But let's take a look at these schedules here. So I first want to look at Ryan's schedule. So Ryan's schedule, he has Randy. He has Little Slads. He has Jake. So like he could go one and two and be six and seven. He could also go two and one if he wins two of those and be seven and six. If we look at Spaceballs, Spaceballs' final three games are you. He plays against my myself, and he plays against Will. So again, I think that's another situation where he's looking at potentially being one and two or two and one. Let's look at Lefty's matchups. So Lefty, he has me. He has Will. He has Sturk. Who has the toughest schedule from those three? I think Ryan. I was kind of leaning that way as well. like Because he, he has Randy, Jake, and Little Slads. Mm-hmm. And obviously Little, Little Slads has had a rough season, but I don't think he's like a an easy win. I don't think any of these teams are easy wins. But I don't know. I can't really pick a tough team. But from looking at, at that right now, I would kind of 
assume if Ryan's team plays up to par, he could be two and one and go seven and six. I don't think from looking at those matchups that lefty or spaceballs can go two and one. If they do go two and one, obviously the team that will make the playoffs will be seven and six. But there could be a situation where literally all three teams go one and two or zero oh and three. I'm going to go on a limb and say that yes, the six team will be under five hundred. Oh, you're going out there. You weren't originally going to be there. I wasn't, but now I'm looking at the schedule. So there's some tough matchups in these next three weeks. Uh, I, I guess right, um, Spaceballs and I, our our game this week, I believe I'm playing him right. Um, yeah, that's no, no. Sorry, I thought it was going to be Little Slads. Uh, that that starts determining some of the playoff picture. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I can make it. But it, it's going to definitely determine uh, how close of a matchup Spaceballs is going to have to getting there in the playoffs. Okay, and then let's also take a look. So you play Spaceballs, you play Randy, and you play against Little Slads. Do I think you're going to go 3-0? Do you think you're going to go 3-0? Randy's a tough matchup. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to discount any of the matchups I'm in right now. I'm not projected to win by much in this one. I don't know about Week 13. I don't know if I'm going 3-0. Sure. Um, Additionally, think about it. You play Randy in Week 12. Well, guess what? There's no buys Week 12. So where's his weakness? The only weakness he could have would be injury. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So Little Slads plays against Jake. He plays against Ryan. And he plays against you. So I'm going to personally say 6-7. and seven. That's my guess. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. I... I... We'll, we'll find out in three weeks, I guess. I, I think it's just too close to call. I don't think it'll happen, but looking at the schedule, it makes it a lot more possible. Sure. Okay, so the second question is, do you think that Anthony Lynn is coaching for his job? No. Next segment. <laughs> All right, explain it. I He is playing for his job, I'll be honest. But I'm a big Anthony Lynn fan. I know Randy hates that I say that. I know... They've obviously lost a substantial amount of close games. Um, I know that he has a great development and a great relationship with the players, which typically goes a long way, especially if they get hot at the end of the season. Look what happened with Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn was rumored to be out the door. The players rallied around him. I have not seen or heard anything about Charger players Want like being upset. Um, like generally speaking, you can lose the locker room, <laughs> Mike McCarthy, uh, and players will be vocal about it. I have not seen anything about that. Uh, we'll kind of see in these next. I mean, if they lose to the Jets this week, I'll be calling for his head after that game. That's for sure, because we ain't losing to the fucking Jets. But um, no, so right now by looking at the Chargers, they're two and seven. I mean, they're way too talented of a team to be two and seven. I know that they've had some injuries, but at the same time, um, I think if they win, if they win four or less games, he could be gone. If they win five games, I think he's safe. That's just kind of my take. Um, I know that five games is not a good season, but also I think. I think that he could potentially save his job by winning a couple games here at the end of the season. See, I think it's interesting because when you draft the starting QB up high, 
usually you want to stick with that coach with the QB for a little while. Yeah. At the same time, like looking at a lot of the advanced stats, like I, I will not deny that he seems to be he gets along with his players very well. He loves his guys. He seems to be a player's coach. It's awesome. I love like in the in a nutshell, he is, looks like a good coach. The problem is a lot of like decisions on the field. Well, I know that you, I know you, and a lot of people call him the most conservative coach in the NFL, which I completely side with. And I think that's the reason. That's what's rubbing a lot of people wrong is when it comes to those situations where you decide on going for it, when you decide on what kind of kind of play to run. That he's going with the decision that a lot of people wouldn't go. He's going with more of the safe option. It doesn't make any sense. Like, the Chargers, for what's going on with their season, they're not the favorite team in a lot of these matchups. They're not going for it on fourth and short when they have Herbert, the incredibly tall QB who's mobile, who can run forward, or, you know, you throw a slant to Keenan Allen, the all-world receiver. Um, you got Hunter Henry and uh, Mike Williams, too. You have – Chargers have been inserting – five different running backs in their backfield and all of them are playing well um it's just they're so conservative when they're running these two minute drives they're throwing it to the backfield they're throwing it to the backs over the middle then letting time go off slowly sauntering up to the line then they're playing they're throwing another play then they're going to call a timeout like the one the game a couple weeks ago where they had the um uh uh, tight end fade where he dropped the ball uh, that they thought they were going to win at the buzzer. They did not need to have one second left to run that play. They wasted so much time going down the field because they kept checking it down over the middle and then calling timeout. Like a lot of those decisions come back on the coaching. That's, sure. that's where I don't agree with. That's where I think they need an upgrade. If they get somebody who's even a little bit more aggressive. When you have Justin Herbert who's flinging balls all over the place with so much power, accuracy, I know you completely flipped on him. You're so like so high on him. You you need to use that guy and let him th- grow and thrive and be amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem that I have with Anthony Lynn right now. He may be a great players coach. He may the players may love playing for him. He might be a great leader. All of that. But if your in-game decisions are also a large part of coaching, and right now he is not doing well in those. Sure. Yeah. Well, no, I completely, I completely understand and and somewhat agree with what you're saying. I just, I think that he's been a. But here's the thing, also, they haven't had a winning season since he's been there. So, um, I mean, injuries have to factor in uh, for that as well. But. Um, yeah, um, we'll see. I mean, maybe I'm just, I'm just, I don't know. I'm actually curious what like actual other Charger fans think about the situation as well. Maybe I'll do some research about it. It's an interesting topic. I, I don't even know how, how long has he been the coach of the Chargers? Three years? Yes. Okay. Okay. Honestly, so, okay, in my other league, I got to ask you this. I just got offered, this is my other Dynasty hometown league, I got offered, uh, I'll discuss a trade live on air, I, I got offered Mike Evans 2021 first, 2022 first for Devontae Adams. That's a great deal. Is that an auto accept? I, I think so. Let me plug it into the calc real quick. No, I think, 
I'm taking it. Hey, that, that's a pretty damn good deal. Like, oh, like, fuck. What? No, that's just wild deal. Two I just got two firsts. Like... Two firsts and, and like a... I, I mean, I consider Mike Evans now a wide receiver too. So... Holy shit. And I'm four and six. I'm technically the sixth seed right now. That's 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 wild. How many league how many teams are in that league? Uh it's ten. It's ten to half point PPR. Yeah, as of right now. I mean, I'm just just for curiosity. Like, I 100% think he won that trade. I love Devontae Adams. I think he's unquestionably a top 10 fantasy receiver. But Evans is not that is not too super far behind him. And according to the calc, you win that by like six. But I still think two two first round picks and Evans for that. That's a great deal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cody just said in the chat. Uh, I know we're still live. This is just actually hilarious that I just got this deal done. Cody just said, y'all are getting these massive fucking deals done, and I can't even get rid of J.D. McKissick. <laughs> wow. Okay, so... Oh, by the way, this is actually funny. So my friend Payton that I just made this trade with, he starts four Cardinals on a regular week. Hopkins, Kyler, Edmonds, Drake. He starts all four. Oh, no, he has Kirk. Sorry. Um... Drake and Kirk. Damn. <laughs> so he's all in on the Cardinals. I guess so, and it's it's working out for him right now. And now he just got Devontae Adams, so. Wow. Okay. His team's pretty sad. He's going to be watching this game closely tonight, too. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's move on and talk about these NFL games. First of all, we have the Colts blow out the Titans 34-17 on Thursday Night Football. Naheem Hines went off. Retweet if you cry every time. Yeah, we did. We'll just talk about it one, just briefly. Remind people, Michael Pittman had a really, really good game. Uh, yeah. Okay, so Chargers, Dolphins. Dolphins win 29-21. to Dolphins are good, confirmed. Their defense is good, confirmed. So Dolphins are now 6-3. and Chargers are 2-7. and Herbert came back to earth. So he threw 187 yards and two touchdowns. Salvin Ahmed had 21 carries, 85 yards. Uh, and Jakeem Grant is seeming to become the wide receiver two for the Dolphins. I have him. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Dolphins' defense is legit. Um, one of the reasons I had the Anthony Lynn talk that I had is they talked about the Dolphins' defense confusing the hell out of them so they kept checking down the runs, and that was what Anthony Lynn told them to do. The Chargers, when running the ball, I mean, I know that they're getting good volume out of their guys. They're like five to six yards per play less running the football than they are passing. And Anthony Lynn against the Dolphins had them pass, or run on first and second down every time. So Herbert's scrambling from third down against a really good defense. He's rushing them. One more, like check mark against Lynn in my book but uh that's the Dolphins defense is legit like mm -hmm. holy shit good yeah let's move on to the Texans and the Browns oh my gosh the score of the game seven to ten it was literally three to zero at halftime and then they both scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter uh the Browns are now six and three they have had so many ugly wins 
uh, it has to go along with the Cleveland weather has basically given them like a home field advantage uh, in my eyes. Like they're playing against Houston, who regularly plays in the Dome, uh, and the winds are just gusting at like 50 miles an hour. Uh, they actually had a weather delay as well. Did you see that? Yeah, uh, that was insane. Um, I, I love that TMT was talking about um, how the Cle- like the Cleveland weather has been like a home field advantage because it's forcing Cleveland to run the football, which they're really, really good at. Yeah. And they just ground and pound you and hold the ball for 10 minutes. And then when the offense comes onto the field, uh, the other team's offense – they can't throw it to 40, 50 mile an hour winds, rain, winter, sleet, snow, all of it. Like, the Texans did not look good, but neither offense really did. Nick Chubb looked great. He came back. 19 carries, 126 yards. Yeah, that was, that was a big game by him. <laughs> but, like, Deshaun Watson threw 160 yards. Baker, I think, threw it for even less. Yeah, that, it, it seems like an old Big Ten football game. <laughs> Defense, running the ball, no passing. Yeah, yeah, that's what it seemed like. Yeah, Baker threw 130 yards. Gross. <laughs> so then we had the Washington football team against the Lions. The Lions win 30-27. to Game-winning kick from Prater. Lions are now 4-5, and but have only won one game at home. The football team is 2-7 and now. But guess what? They're still in the running for the division. So, Alex Smith, your boy, 38 for 55, 390 yards. He actually had a really, really good game. Obviously, slung the ball around a lot. Uh, DeAndre Swift, 16 carries, 81 yards. Marvin Jones has been the benefactor of Kenny Galladay being hurt. Yeah, I actually just got him in another league and was able to play him last week and helped me get a win. Um, this was a, That was a fun game to watch. Um, in, in red zone, you, you saw a lot of that game late. Because Alex Smith, there's a questionable penalty in the Lions um, that allowed Alex Smith to go down and get them in that scoring drive. And then with 16 seconds left, the, Ryan, the Lions pulled Magic out of a hat and then had Matt Prater uh, go become clutch again and hit the walk-off game-winning 50-yard field goal. Yeah. Uh, that was a fun game. Uh, both teams aren't great, but it was still fun. So, also, um, I thought it was interesting that Aqib Talib called his first game as well in this. So, former, yeah, what was he, he safety was, corner? Yeah, he was the corner for the Bucks, the Broncos. Yeah. Um, I, I, from what I've heard, he did solid. I only saw him for a few minutes. And I didn't see notice any big difference from anything else. Yeah. So, and then we come to the Packers and the Jags. Remember when the Jags started the season 1-0? And we were talking about it. Forever ago. <laughs> well, they've lost eight straight. They lost to the Packers twenty to twenty four. Green Bay is now seven and two. Um, what were your big highlights from the game? James Robinson is very good. That was my highlight. And then Marquez Valdez Scanding Scantling is random. That's my takeaway from that. <laughs> uh, random is is a nice way of putting it. Um, I'm I'm amazed that he actually had two good weeks in a row. Um, I was almost falling out of my chair shocked at that because he's like literally – I named him Mr. Inconsistent because he lit, cannot have a couple good games in a row. He can't have a couple good catches in a row. And now all of a sudden he's starting to do something just in time for Lazard to come back and him have a smaller role again. Uh, but this was another game that was, the weather was terrible. There was gusts like 40 miles an hour. Um, quarterbacks were having to- a hard time throwing the ball deep. 
although when the, the one time the Packers really needed to, they got this 80-yard touchdown to Valdez Scantling. Um, Packers didn't really seem like they were playing well. Uh, they were favored by 13. I think I picked them in the, our betting pool, and like it, they just did not seem interested in the game for the most part. Sure, uh, it helped that they had a rookie six-round pick playing quarterback on the other side who was dealing with all the elements and was making rookie mistakes, taking a lot of sacks, doing all that. I, I, that's the only reason I think they won this game because their special teams, their offense, just kind of looked really sluggish. Their defense is what actually saved them for once. So, but, hey, we're in first place in the NFC North and on a winning streak. So, also, um, did you hear that? Uh, LaFleur said that um, Lazard may not play this week again. They activated him, but he actually might not play. Okay, I know that the Packers are trying to be extremely safe. And yeah, they do that with all their players. They do it with all their players, but, like, he's been on IR. There's a reason you activated him off IR three weeks ago. Like, you, they were almost up to the buzzer of allowing him whether he could play or not. Sure. Let the guy play. Yeah. Especially if Adams isn't going to be 100%. He might not play this week, which would suck for my fantasy team, but whatever. If he can't play this week, you need Lazard in. Yeah, speaking of that, Devontae Adams is injured. Uh, the fact that I just made a deal with him, that might be nice. <laughs> like, imagine if he doesn't play. That would be actually not good. He would be pissed. But it would probably be better for him. I mean, he'll have him for the playoff stretch, right? It's not a serious injury. Not that I thought. Um, I, I was very concerned on the game. Um, he played through the ankle injury. He talked about trying to play through it like Kobe. Uh, <laughs> that was his quote. But he came back in. He was running all over the place. They're just being really cautious. I think it's just like a week or two injury, but we'll see. Yeah. Eagles-Giants. So the Giants moved to 3-7. and seven. The Eagles are now 3-5. and five. Uh, Daniel Jones had another sick run. <laughs> this this <laughs> time he scored, though. <laughs> so 27-17, to 17, Giants win. Uh, Miles Sanders came back. He looked really good. He is, is good. Um, and a lot of people are thinking that the Giants defense is actually a lot better than people think. I haven't watched any Giants games, so I can't really say anything about that. But I don't know. Any... Yeah, I, I haven't really either. I only see them when they're on red zone, but their their points allowed and like some of their stats seem solid. So I mean, they could be. They're all. They just are held back by Daniel Jones being Daniel Jones for the most part. Sure. Buccaneers. So Buccaneers blow out the Panthers. They score 46 points. 46 to 23 for a total of 69 points. Nice. So the Bucks moved to 7 and 3. Panthers are 3 and 7. Tom Brady went off. Ronald Jones had a 98-yard touchdown. For the Bucks, Teddy Bridgewater got banged up. Um, thoughts on this game? Yeah, I didn't really see this coming. The Carolina Panthers are like a young, frisky, like the, I think that's the word uh, people use to describe them. They're just like young and they, they hang around. Um, I thought this game was going to be at least somewhat close, but the, the Bucks just wanted to come out and get rid of the smell of that awful stinker they put up against the Saints, I think, and just kept pouring it on. Like they, they're throwing play-action touchdowns to Gronk, which – ended up getting lefty the cookie and probably the win when they're up by 20 with like five minutes left they they were trying to make sure that they made their statement about how good of a team they were and they definitely did yep broncos 
versus the Raiders. Raiders moved to six and three. Broncos are three and six. Raiders win thirty-seven to twelve. Um, well, Drew Locke got injured with his finger dancing, so it sounds like Brett Ripon might be the quarterback this week. But Drew Locke is still trying to play. Uh, Josh Jacobs, I know you talked about in the cookies, 21 carries, 112, and two touchdowns. Um, really not much else that I can think of. The Raiders' defense is still so bad, but yet they're still 6-3. and three. That's true. Um, Devontae Booker had a good game, too, in his revenge game against the Broncos. Oh, yeah. Touchdowns and eight carries. How many yards do you have? Um, so I know he had 18 carries. For rushing, he had 81 yards, two touchdowns. <laughs> Not that good of efficiency, but it's nice to get those scores against the Broncos. I'm sure he loved that. But I didn't have much from that game beyond like the Raiders just ran all over the Broncos' defense, and Drew Locke played terrible. Yeah. Then we move on to the Bills and the Cardinals, probably the game of the week. Cardinals are now 6-3. and three. Bills are 7-3, and three, heading into their bye um, that's a tough way to go into the bye. Josh Allen, 32 for 49 with 284 and 2. Kenyon Drake came back for 16 carries, 100 yards. DeAndre Hopkins, 7 catches, 127. That includes 150-yard bomb touchdown as time almost ran out. Cardinals win. Kyler, I'm, honestly, do you think Kyler is the MVP front right now? Curious question. No, I think it's still Mahomes. Okay. Uh, like people have been talking about this in the last like couple of weeks because Russell's kind of fallen back down to earth a little bit, um, and he's still like a top five QB in the NFL. But I think even with how well Russell or Kyler has run the ball this year, he's literally been like the number three overall rusher in fantasy. I saw some stats today. I still think that Pat Mahomes is still on another level. Chiefs are that good for a reason, and it's. A large part of it is how dynamic and amazing Pat Mahomes is. Yeah, and we saw it. We had like a, a lot less fantasy points all around the board on Sunday, and I think that changes quite a bit if Pat Mahomes is in the game. Although Kyler has been so elect, he's been so much fun to watch. Uh, there's, I had the top two, two of the top five fantasy QBs at the beginning of the year. Dak and he gets hurt, and I. Did not miss a beat because Kyler was electric. Just getting out of the rush on that and then to hoist that up there was an insane play as himself. Like, he didn't even set his feet before he threw that. And he's running out of bounds, turns, and just chucks it 50 yards to Hopkins. Yeah. That game was so much fun. <laughs> Seahawks-Rams. So, they are both 6-3 and three now. Rams beat the Seahawks 23-16. to 16. Um, If we take a look here, Jared Goff, 302 yards. Russell Wilson was bad. He's been bad the last two weeks. A lot of turnovers. Um, so Josh Reynolds has con- continued to be consistent. Uh, he had 94 yards. I mean, DK Metcalf got completely shut down by Jalen Ramsey. And Jalen Ramsey, like you could say what you want about like his trash talking. He has earned the right by far to do that. He is, if not the best corner, top three without my questions in mind i think i think one uh one and two are jair and jalen ramsey and i'll be biased and say jair um because he's been shut he shut down like every single person he's faced this year and he's faced some pretty damn good receivers and he's been out the last game with the concussion but 
yeah, those two are incredible. I did not expect DK to be shut down. And that, uh, we talked about Russell struggling. I think that's he's no longer the MVP front runner. I think it's still Mahomes. Yeah. 49ers Saints. Saints win 27-13, to 13, but it comes at a cost. Drew Brees had like eight <laughs> cracked lung or cracked ribs or something like that. Collapsed, collapsed lung. He got lit up on the play. He's going to be out for some time. It's going to be the Janus and Taysom Hill time. Um, they beat the 49ers who moved to 4-6 with Nick Mullins. Anything of note here? Well, the Drew reasoning is definitely a large note. Um, and he, he was really kind of struggling this year. Uh, th- There's a lot of calls for James to get in there just because he can actually like throw it around to the, keep the weapons that they have. And we'll see what happens this week because... I am very excited to have Jameis back in uh, states to call. I'm, I'm excited for his turnovers. Yeah. Um, but I also think he unlocks a, a different part of their offense that Drew Brees' arm strength just couldn't do right now. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, moving on, the Bengals-Steelers. So Steelers are 9-0, and 36-10. They blow out the Bengals, who are now 2-6-1. Roethlisberger came back out of quarantine and scores 333 and four touchdowns my gosh Deontay Johnson was back stud Chase Claypool went off again and now he's going to be able to be contributed to Andy's roster yeah uh, how much are you kicking yourself for dropping um, big bigger than Ben in Gulag dude oh my god I would have been safe mm-hmm. yeah, fuck the, the, Carson Wentz Bengals defense is not good uh, their offense is fun, but when you're playing against the Steelers' defense, that's not a fun experience. Um, Steelers remain, I think, as of right now, they could be the favorites even over the Chiefs just because their defense is so dynamic and powerful and electric. And Yeah. And then we move on to the Ravens and the Patriots. That game was like a natural disaster they were playing within. There was so <laughs> much rain. It was crazy. So Patriots win twenty three to seventeen. They move to four and five. Ravens are six and three. In Big Cat's words, Ravens are frauds. <laughs> Damian Harris is a beast, man. Twenty two carries for one twenty one. That's pretty fucking good game. Like I, I did not watch any of this game. Um, I love the meme about um, Bill Belichick um, controlling the weather because when the, the Ravens needed a two minute drive at the end, it got like the worst weather it could possibly get. And as soon as the game was over, there was no weather was over. <laughs> yeah. Memes were. Um, the Ravens just don't look the same this year, though. And then moving on, finally, we had the Vikings and the Bears. Holy shit, what a horrible matchup that was. Bears' offense is so incompetent. Their defense is really good. Uh, I was laughing at how many times the Bears' defense and Dalvin were, like, jawing back and forth between. I know that Leonard. Is it Leonard Floyd? That has some yeah. drama with Dalvin Cook. Leonard Floyd did what? Is he he's in the Bears, right? Yeah. Yeah, so him and Dalvin Cook were going at it like the whole game. Then Leonard Floyd got hurt and Dalvin was like trash talking him from the field. <laughs> so <laughs> Damn, an underrated NFL rivalry. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I also thought it was very interesting that Nick Foles was taken off in a cart. Um and then now they think he's going to be able to play. Yeah, what was that? I, I, they never specified what his injury was. They said he was in a lot of pain, which, okay, I'm not, but 
then he was taken off in a cart and he's supposed to be able to play in two weeks. And they still have never not talked about the injury. It almost seemed like a Paul Pierce wheelchair moment. Yeah. Just, just nuts. Yeah. yeah. So Justin Jefferson is really good too. Adam Thielen, really good. They have good wide receivers, man. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Uh, I'm curious to see how good Justin Jefferson gets. They were just talking about it on Footballers on Tuesday, just about how freaking good these wide receivers are for the Vikings. I mean, sorry, for the NFL, like these rookie wide receivers. They And they were talking about, like, whenever you hear someone hype up, like, oh, the wide receivers in this class are going to be really good. You know, the running backs in this class are going to be really good to buy in. Because in 20, I think it was 17, uh, there was a lot of hype around the running backs. And we saw, like, Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Kareem Hunt, uh, I mean, Leonard Fournette for a period of time. And then there were some others. And they were talking about, like, a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, you get this hype all the time. But they were saying, like, the hype is not dead like and they were talking about how great the wide receiver class was this year and it's turning out that way i think we probably have like eight or nine wide receivers that have put some sort of impact in there reigning from like darnell mooney <laughs> all the way to cd lamb jerry judy justin jefferson henry ruggs and flashes etc yeah like it's it's been so crazy to watch like C.D. Lamb, when he had a, a, a solid starting quarterback, was doing great. We already talked, you already talked about some of those guys. Rager hasn't even seen the field much because he's been hurt. Nims, same way. He looked electric. T. Higgins is killing it for uh, the Bengals. Looks like he's going to be uh, Joe Burrow's favorite target. Hamler has barely seen the field. Chenault looked good before he got hurt. Like, all these guys, they're, they're ready to contribute. And the Packers picked up none of them. But... <laughs> We'll move on. <laughs> and that's it we got for the NFL games. So week 12, week 11, we have four teams on by. Um, and then we have the week of no buys. Your favorite. Idiotic. So we are going to come right back and talk about the For the Throne preview and review after this. So we're going to talk about week 10 in the For the Throne Dynasty podcast. The playoff picture is kind of evening itself out now, and it's still going to be a battle for those last couple playoff spots, specifically the sixth seed, I would say. Um, But I'm going to let Justin talk about week 10's matchups. Yeah, uh, it was was a very good fantasy week. week No, I'm, I'm kidding. It was not. There was a lot of teams scored way under what they were supposed to. Um, it, it was kind of a rough fantasy week, but we'll, we'll start with my matchup. It pretty much eliminated me from the playoffs unless I go on a hot streak against uh, Lefty. Lefty beat me 133.3 to 125.4. My team really underperformed. It was really sad. Um, I did get a cookie with Kyler Murray, 31.9. And got nothing out of Gio Bernard or Jonathan Taylor. Um, Devontae Adams at 18.6 before he got hurt. And I had a Rex Rex get me 11 and I had a nice zero from monster, which I did not think was ever going to happen. And it was just kind of a rough week for my, not even kind of, it was a rough week for my team. Uh, lefty had Aaron Rodgers get him 29.4. Sorry. Former NFLPA rep, Aaron Rodgers. Um, then he had seat covers end zone threat, get him 16.2. No risk had 13.6. 
Um, wow, Alshon Jeffrey with a fat zero. Uh, North Philadelphia, born and raised, just under 10. Rule 81 uh, had 11.2. Got a cookie with Gronk, 13. Nine fingers had 10.5 and a cookie. And Buda Baker, actually, sorry, cookies just missed out double digits with nine. Lefty moves to five and five. I am four and six. We'll move on to the matchup of the week. Going into it, it was what it seemed like. Uh, we have Jake and Outdoor Furnishings beating Randy, Team of Clark fan, 163.1 to 122.8. Upset City. Andy, yeah, Randy didn't get 10 out of Russell Wilson. A really rough game by him. Uh, Delvin Cook at 15. Miles Sanders at 13 and was touchdown vultured twice. Uh, Mike Evans had 19.7. Chubb had 18.6. Got on the block for picks. Had a nice fat zero in his flex. Uh, Daniel Carlson had 15 from the kicker spot. Pretty good performance there. Well, outdoor furnishings didn't have a great game from his quarterback either. Come on, guys. 3.46 had 8.98. But he got great performances out of backyard lights with 22.5. Giant sombrero hat guy had 14.5. Disco Ball was back healthy with 23.6. Outdoor Speaker System had 14.3. Outdoor Griller had 13.1. Bubble Maker had 17.86. And Broken Chair Legs earned the cookie this week with 15.5 points. Yeah, so Outdoor Furnishings moves to 8-2 and two in the top spot in our league. Uh, Team Amelia Clark fan moves to 6-4. and four. Uh, we'll head to the Fresh Prince of Hilaire versus uh, the Many Jobs of Johnny Sims, where the Many Jobs of Johnny Sims was out in a tiny upset, uh, 124.44 to 119.38. The Many Jobs of Johnny Sims had the Canic with 12.78. Nothing from the lawyer and entrepreneur. Doctor had 20.3. Gym teacher had 26.7 and a cookie. Pizza delivery man didn't do anything. Security guard did nothing. Plumber had 10.8. Accountant had 14. Uh, software engineer just under 10. And I believe he's no longer on your roster. No, sorry. Beekeeper's no longer on your roster. Uh, Rest in peace, beekeeper. <laughs> How, what did you feel about your performance last week? Were you pretty upset? Well, the bees were clearly not saved, thanks to Yannick Ngakwe, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about, I am so pissed off. How many did I lose by? Five. Fuck. I was going to pick up Chase Winovic on Sunday night, or, yeah, Sunday night, and drop Ngakwe, and he scored seven. I would have won. Fuck. Damn. Um, well, uh, the Fresh Prince of Allaire started... Uh, Drew Brees, who got hurt, but he had nine points beforehand. Mike Davis didn't get to do anything for him. Salvin Ahmed, remember the name? I think that's his nickname now. Um, has 16. Uh, Stefan Diggs, 25.3, and a, what he thought was a game-winning touchdown. Not quite. Um, receiver, the flex spots and tight ends weren't great for him. Gets a cookie with Matt Prater with 16. Gets another cookie with a Bella Dangers man with 14. He's probably the reason why he won that matchup with how great of a game that he had. Uh, both teams now are six and four. We move on to the fourth matchup. We had Andy on a hot streak. There we go. 
two and eight now uh, beats Little Slads, who's now four and six. Andy with one forty point seven two versus Little Slads one thirty seven point five eight. I think this is the closest matchup of the week. Um, Little Slads had Jared Goff with ten point four eight. Get out of the way had eleven point nine. Am I a wide receiver? I think he is, but seventeen point nine. Scary Terry had seventeen point two. Hoop Dreams did nothing. Leader of the Sheep had ten point seven. Juju had 22.7 in his debut for his squad. And Jason Sanders had 13. He continues to be a very effective fantasy kicker. Uh, For Andy's team, Mr. Andy Pollock did not have a great game with 14.5. DeAndre Swift now might be questionable this week, has 25.9 and a cookie. Justin Jefferson with 21.5. Cooper Cup, exactly 10 points. Nice. Um... Evan Ingram didn't do anything. John Brown at 13.2. And then gets a cookie with Zach Cunningham, 11.5. And, and Danny Trevathan also cracks double digits with 10.5. So Andy is 2-8. And little Slads, 4-6. and six. Uh, The fifth matchup is two now 5-5 five and five teams. Ironic. Uh, Ryan, Prince Palmer, or Lamar and Friends destroys baseball's FFT. 178.76 to 102.12. Baseballs just barely cracks 100. Uh, for Spaceballs, President Scroob at 16. Chest Burster didn't get 10. Vinny didn't get 10. SB the Flamethrower had 19.7. Spaceball Trooper had 10.10. Prince Valium had 13. Dark Helmet had 10.3. Got nothing on Eagle 5. Spaceballs the Kicker had 5. And his IDPs really underperformed. For Ryan, everybody overperformed. Uh, Lamar, the MVP, had 25.46. Gets a cookie with Alvin Kamara, Kamara, 34.8. Chase Edmonds with 10.7. DJ Moore, 20.6. Shark Week just missed, just missed 10. Uh, Tyler Lockett at 12.6. T. Higgins, 22.5. Continues to be electric. Zane Gonzalez, 16, just missed out in a cookie. I said both teams are 5-5. Five and five. And then we move on to the final matchup of the week. We had Kiebert Zela, still don't know what that means, uh, falls to the Hearst Locker. Uh, Hearst Locker with 145.56 to 105.38. Will Squad had Justin Herbert, Bucks and Sixes Doppelganger, sorry, at 25.48. Redbird at 13.2. My only hope, plus 37. I think he needed that to, to have a chance to win. Uh, he actually got him 12.9 points. Decaf Metcalf was shut down. Father Time was shut down. Hawkeye was shut down. Sort of back, but not really, was shut down. Long John Silver had 15.2. Vice President had 10. All of his IDPs did not play well, although Needs a Nickname did get 9. Uh, for Sterk, he had Josh Allen just missed out in the cookie with 31.36. Gets the cookie with Josh Jacobs, 29.6. Keenan had 12.9. Will Fuller had 8.8. Nothing from his on-the-block tight end. His flex spots were yikes. Uh, Ryan Suckup with 15 points in the kicker spot. And TJ Watt cracked double digits with two sacks and had 10 points. Sterk moves to 7-3 and, and is in a tie for second um, in our standings. 
Will moves to two and eight and is now in a tie for last with Andy's win streak. Things you hate to see, that. <clears throat> All right, let's talk about some week 11. So starting with my matchup, I'm playing against lefty. Currently, Sleeper's projecting me to have a 43-point victory. Um, some of these matchups right now, I have the CEO at my quarterback, lawyer, and pipe specialist <laughs> as my running backs. My wideouts are doctor and gym teacher. Yes, gym, not PE. Uh, tight end, I got insurance agent. Fla- <laughs> my flexes right now are a sandwich artist and plumber. On Will's side, he has, or sorry, on Tyler's side, his quarterback is the former NFLPA rep. <clears throat> the running backs are seat covers, end zone target, and Super Bowl LI MVP. Hasn't played one like one last this year. Uh, wideouts, he's got no risk. Well, I don't know about that with his crime history. And Sedarian, tight end, he's got Gronk. Flexes, he's got Butler Community College. What? <laughs> And then North Philadelphia, born and raised. Uh, Two dead ends again. Oh, boy. Well, he started three last week, and you got the victory. True. Uh, Yeah, I would start um, Elton Jeffrey again after that. uh, Oh, hell no. I said, (laughs) hey, I warned everybody he is a bona fide scrub. So I would be 7-4 and after this matchup, and Tyler would be 5-6. and And probably would need to win next week to keep his hopes alive. Otherwise, he's 5-7. and seven, um, And we may have a brighter picture of the playoff picture after week 12. Then we move on to Outdoor Furnishings <clears throat> versus King Henry's Kingdom. Outdoor Furnishings is 8-2. and two. Little Slads is 4-6. and six. Sleeper's projecting a 10-point victory for Outdoor Furnishings, who is starting Hideaway Couch. He's back. At quarterback, running backs, we got backyard lights and giant sombrero with shades. Wideouts, disco ball, and mosquito, who may not play. <clears throat> Tight end, he's got outdoor griller. Flexes, he's got Joe's, I mean Jacob's Garage, and Bubble Maker. On little slat side, he's got Flacco. Oh, <laughs> Are you high? Oh, my God. He's starting Joe Flacco. Jared Goff's on his goddamn bench. <clears throat> this is a this is a joke, right? He's definitely flick fixing this. I, I hope so. <clears throat> All right. That, okay. <laughs> Running backs. He's got get out the way and am I a wide receiver? Wideouts. He's got Robert Woods and Scary Terry. Tight end. He's got hoop dreams and then flex. He's got go dogs and Juju Smith Schuster. Don't forget about. Oh my gosh! Look at this kicker matchup. Youngway Koo versus Jason Sanders. Can't get much better than this. That's pretty good. <laughs> so after this, Little Slads would be 4-7. and seven. By the way, he doesn't have a first-round pick. And then Jake would be 9-2. and two. Moving on, then we... Oh, no, you know what? He, I think he has Sturks this year, right? Because he got, he got it. Uh, I think so. In, that, in the Tyreek deal. Mm-hmm. Moving on, then we got D-Slacky versus Will. Uh... Sleeper's projecting right now a three-point victory for Will. Danny would not be happy with that. So Danny would move to six and five. Will would move to three and eight. On Danny's side right now, he's starting Teddy Bridgewater and Mike Davis with CEH 
at the other running back, who, by the way, may not play also. He was sat out of practice this or today. Wideouts, Jarvis Landry and Robbie Anderson. Tight end, he's got Noah Fant. Tight, and then for the flexes, he has Hunter Renfro and Salvin Ahmed. On Will's side, he has Herbert at quarterback versus the Jets. He'll probably throw up 50. Running backs, we got James Robinson and Le'Veon Bell. That's an interesting move right there because if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire doesn't play, Bell's the guy. So DK Metcalf, I saw that the area here just turned green, which means the game just started. So we got DK, DKF Metcalf and reason why luck left, Zach Pascal at wide receivers. And then at tight end, oh my God, he's not starting Michael Thomas right now. What? No. Oh my gosh. All right, tight end, he's starting TJ Hawkinson. And then flexes, he's got MVS, <laughs> MVS and Chris Godwin. So with this being said, Will would move to 3-8. and eight. I'm really, really shocked about no golf, no Michael Thomas so far. Didn't we say Will was the team that was going to benefit from all the teams on buys? Mm-hmm. It, it seems like he's about to right now. Yeah. Um, we'll see. And injuries, too, I guess. So then moving on, we have Prince Palmer versus Amelia Clark fan. Ryan is 5-5, five five, Randy's 6-4. Sleeper's projecting right now a 26-point victory for Randy. Speaking of Randy, on his starting lineup, he's got Russell Wilson, Dalvin Cook, and Miles Sanders, Mike Evans, and A.J. Brown, and his tight end, Dallas Goddard. Flexes being Nick Chubb and Julio Jones. Great. Now we're where his team is at full strength, even with the injuries that he has. Randy, he's got, or sorry, Ryan, he has Lamar Jackson. Running backs, he's got Alvin Kamara and Kenyon Drake. Wide receivers, he's got Tyler Lockett and DJ Chark. Tight end, Gasick. Flexes, we got DJ Moore and Kalen Balaj. I'm surprised he didn't start Chase Edmonds this week. I would have probably started both. I don't know, maybe not. Kalen Balaj, revenge game. That could make sense. Um, yeah, he's not starting T. Higgins or Galladay. I mean, Galladay is currently questionable, but he's not starting T. Higgins either. Yeah. So with this being said, Ryan will move to 5-6. and six. If Tyler was 5-6, and six, this would be very interesting, and Randy would be 7-4. Uh, and four. So it looks like Russell Wilson has two completions for 19 yards. I can't wait to get in there and watch this game. <laughs> Moving on to the next one, we have Mrs. Burrow versus the Hearst Locker. Right now, Sleeper is projecting a 22-point victory for Stirk Daddy. On Stirk's side, he's got Phillip Rivers at quarterback against the Pack. Running backs, he's got Jamal Williams and Josh Jacobs. Wide receivers, Keenan Allen and Will Fuller. Tight end, he's got Darren Waller. Flexes, Tyreek Hill and Jamison Crowder. On Andy's side, she has Joe Burrow against Washington football team. Leonard Fournette and DeAndre Swift, who, again, may have a concussion, or does have a concussion, I should say, uh, may not play at her running backs. Wideouts, she's got Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup. Tight end, she's starting Darren Fells because Engram is on bye. By the way, I think that she actually got a decent piece in the Travis Kelsey, and I'm not just saying it because I have Kelsey. Engram has looked pretty solid. I know that he has an injury history, but... Um, Definitely a bright piece for her. Darren Fells, though, right now. So, flexes, she's got Chase Claypool. Not only has he come off the taxi, but he's put right into the starting lineup. As he should have been weeks ago. <laughs> I wonder if he was in the lineup, how many more wins she would have right now. 
I, I think it'd be. Uh, I think he she'd be in like the four win range. I think. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Three or four. Uh, Melvin Gordon is her other running back against Miami's defense. So with this being said, with projections in mind, Andy would move to two and nine. Sterk would move to eight and three. And then our final matchup is you versus Spaceballs. So Sleeper's projecting a five-point victory for you, uh, which would move you to five and six, and Spaceballs also to five and six. That would be crazy. You would be five and six. Spaceballs would be five and six. Lefty would be five and six. And um, Ryan would be five and six. Like, what? It would be crazy. Nice, nice play by Russell Wilson to lock it. Um, but, yeah, that would be nuts. So definitely put uh, the playoff picture in a lot of cloudy waters. That's for sure. So we, on your side, you have the head of the click at quarterback. Running backs, you have Daryl Henderson and Trent Richardson. And then wide receivers, you have best receiver in the league and Devontae Parker. Tight end, you have Eric Ebron. And then flexes, Brandon Cooks and Christian Kirk. You're hoping for a big game from Kirk tonight, right? Yeah, uh, the Seahawks defense is garbage, so I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Rex specs. Uh, is he going to be like a long-term keep for you, or are you going to drop him if you have a buy? He's a long-term keep. Uh, <laughs> I kept, last year I had, I kept Robbie Gold, uh, but the pick is Gould, and I think this year, as soon as I saw Rex specs available, he's, he's on my roster for a while. <laughs> <laughs> On Spaceball side, at quarterback, he's got Commander Zircon versus Jacksonville. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's not good. Points. Yeah, so then running backs right now, he has Chest Burster as his running back and Lone Star. Wide receivers, he has <clears throat> the Space Special and Spaceball Trooper. And then for tight end, he's got Prince Valium. Flexes, he's got Colonel Sanders and Eagle 5. He continues to start Eagle 5, you know, with how bad he's been. And then, what a kicker matchup. Rex Specs versus Spaceballs, the kicker. So, oh, well, he's got Dark, dark Helmet and SP the Flamethrower. <clears throat> so he pretty much is forced to. I think you'll have a good idea of how competitive this matchup was going to be after tonight, seeing how Kyler does. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Holy cow, Buda Baker just made a play. So that's all for this episode of For the Throne. We're going to come back next week. We're going to talk about week 11. And guess what? Next week's Thanksgiving. So we'll be recording on Wednesday night. Um, having a great Thanksgiving. Hopefully watching some good football on Thursday. I know that the nightcap is Steelers-Ravens, and I'm so hyped for that game. That'll be an awesome game. So we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.